0: Dear Ann Landers, my husband is I in shock. I'm extremely We're upset. Over years. My son got married today. He was very happy, my dear Ann Landers, nice I need to to my wife. I haven't seen a her woman, here at
1: She thinks way too much of these apples. She, she, her son. she had to get married. To dear Pod, Apple needs to come out. We need to have an alarm option that is the sound of a dog vomiting because nothing will wake you up faster than this. I heard it in the night. I vaulted from my sleep.
2: It's like watching someone try to drink a very thick milkshake. (laughs)
3: But it's going
1: in the (laughs) other direction. (laughs) Work it out, work it out, work it out. It's the pumping sound that there's something in my head now where when I hear it, I'm like, you're up, you're up, you're alive. You have to get to a bathroom right now.
2: Yeah. You can be hung over as shit, but that thing will wake you up.
1: Doesn't make a difference. I could be, yes, you could roofie me. I would still be like, there's a dog vomiting somewhere. (laughs) I Okay, so young James and I, I'm all about making this bed pretty now. Got a new crushed velvet quilt experience happening crushed velvet
2: 90210 it's
1: oh. so 90s i know i'm going to start wearing chokers you and should. well doc martens are back so I i'm halfway know. there but it's it's nice and i'm like yeah we're going to commit to a good looking bed yeah and as soon as we do dog in the bed <laughs> Mm-mm. i'm like not today no. no everything goes in slow motion and i grab him and I, yeah so we had uh Scotch puked in the first part of the uh, week, and now Izzy has decided to join in because whatever her brother does, she wants to do better.
2: She's vomiting as well?
1: Yeah, just a light vomit, but
2: she my Jules cancel? heard
1: that one, which was, yes. <laughs> she has to look good for Tulum. <laughs> yes, I just need to get like my abs going. We're going to Tulum in six weeks.
2: Yeah, my mom wants to remove some of my ribs.
1: Just I think so it's worth it because once we go to spring break, I'm going to look snatched. Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: I hope I get a parasite. <laughs> what I want to rewind is because I decided to go a different way to park in front of your house. Okay. I want to bring it back to that. that the creepy sign. That, it's not even creepy. It's like you did something wrong. Here's <laughs> what I don't like about neighborhoods. There are children in them. Yep. Children belong in yards mm-hmm. because I don't want to look out for your screaming child in the middle of the street. I just don't because that's not it's not my priority. That's your priority. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not going to go to your yard and clean it up because I don't like it. That's your yard, mm-hmm. so you fucking do it. Well this actually, is, you might do that. This is our street. Who's it's a street. Our street.
1: We take it a- back. Through street. Whose street? The town street technically.
2: Technically, but still I don't think you're handmade terrorized like I I just made this in my shed it out back. It is
1: horrifying and you're keeping bodies in the basement sign.
2: It's like a sign like when you are you're in like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot.
1: Uh-huh. Like let me explain to closed. the people who are listening to try to Please get a do. good visual okay. on what this sign is. I don't know who made it or where it came from. Which by the way, you know how they have the signs in the suburban areas that say drive like your kids live here? I saw a school bus hit one one time, and I was like, if that isn't the funniest damn thing I've ever seen in my life.
2: He didn't like his kids.
1: Well, they this through street has kids on it that want to play in the street or whatever. But it is a through street. And someone on the street took it upon themselves to create a sign like went to Home Depot. Like this should have sent up some flags and some warnings with the amount of things that they had to buy to create this sign. They were. It's on two huge rolling casters.
3: Yep.
1: It's like pieces of of it's plywood. A,
2: it's a garment. It's a garment. A rolling like garment. A garment
1: rack. rack. Oh, that's what it is. Yes. With, with two hand, huge pieces of plywood in it, but, and somebody has and spray painted, yeah. but taken a stencil of different letters. Yeah. To say
2: a ransom letter.
1: Please drive slowly. Children playing. It looks like Mel Gibson got it sent in the mail to him. And it's it also is outlined. Red paint.
2: It's also outlined. I can't tell if in, um, uh, in lights that don't light up or reflectors. Oh, but they're kind of like strung around, like like the girl above me with her string of lights in her bedroom.
1: Yeah, it's very. I'll never tell. Yeah, it's yeah. very creepy and who decided to use red spray paint and did it like if you've gone to the trouble to make this this sign take a minute and paint slowly Mm -hmm. Because it's a stencil, but they sprayed everywhere, and then they ripped the sign off, so then now the red paint is dripping down. It looks like they made it with the blood of the children on the street.
2: Yeah. It's actually, it's like a Scooby-Doo, like, oh, scary house (laughs) and Scoob!
1: (laughs) it showed up. It's been on that street for a long time, but it just sort of rolls from house to house. So you can't determine who made this sign, who's placing this sign. No.
2: Fuck me if I'm wrong, but aren't most caution signs either orange or yellow so everyone will see it?
1: Yeah, but this one stands out because it's terrifying. It's, it's like the children of the corn made this sign.
2: Like all of a sudden someone just wheeled this little <laughs> this little garment rack out with a warning <laughs> sign. Like, what the fuck?
1: Because the 20 other signs that are on that street are not enough. Right. There's a lot of signs.
2: Yeah. And how, how come everyone walks their dog in the middle of the fucking street? <laughs>
1: These I don't understand. Why don't you walk
2: on this? You have a sidewalk. You pay for it. Why aren't you walking on I don't
1: it? know. I don't know. That to me is a a, a deep mystery.
2: If I were to walk on in, in the middle of the street with my dog where I live, I think I'd be arrested. Oh wait, what am I talking about? It's New York now. No, I'll be fine.
1: You'd have to do a lot worse. This is happening everywhere in the area. I don't know why people. Walk and then people
2: in the get upset when you're like driving. It's like. Oh, should I drive on the? Do I drive on the sidewalk now? Do I drive on your yard?
1: We live in the Walking Dead set. It's it's like anywhere you want to walk, take a dump, you know. Oh, someone new took a dump. Do tell.
2: So, I have seen a lot of things. You sure have. This is the first time I've seen this close up. I was walking was walking down Forty Eighth Street towards Broadway. Um now this is across the street from the fire station and I saw a man I thought he was going to be sick uh-oh on the um uh uh the grate the subway grate cuz he was bent over nope it's a little cro- now again so this is 48th and 8th avenue a little crowded okay. again fire station and I thought he was getting getting sick instead he was dropping something off what? He was shitting on the subway grate, and it was like an accident. It's like when people watch a dog shit. Oh, yeah. People were like, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my God. So
1: people were taking in the sight as they passed by?
2: This is like, I don't know, like 7 p.m., 6 or 7 p.m.
1: Why the Just, subway grate? Is it because it's-
2: He had the nerve to have toilet paper in his hand. I'm like-
1: Oh, boy. So it was like pre-planned. There's
2: also a park literally steps away.
1: So you think it would be better if he shat in the park?
2: <laughs> Does a bear shat in the wood? He's
1: a gentleman. He shits through the subway grate.
2: I just, I've never seen someone intentionally, like, you see him, like, pushing it out. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I just kept going.
1: That is unreal. Wait, Can so, I- okay, wait. Go, so he shat in the grate. Mm-hmm. Now, we've already established in previous episodes, which, by the way, what are you waiting for? Go back and binge yeah. us. Please, <laughs> Dear Podofficial. official. Um, right. That review, when subscribe. I walked over a subway grate, somebody was underneath it scraping something metal on mm-hmm. it to oh, clearly scare the ever living tar out of me. Yeah. So I I could have shot right there. Can you on imagine him? if
2: there was no like protective coating underneath that? Maybe grate. that's
1: what happened to that guy. Maybe he knows about underground Joe and he, you know, they had a beef or something and he's like, I'm gonna shit to where beef. he lives.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got a beef. I've got a literal beef for you. <laughs>
1: You got a beef, but I've got a log.
2: You know, <laughs> dear Liza, dear Liza. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was taking a shower today, and you know what song came in my head? Uh oh. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Did you know that song? Yeah. Why is that a song for Christmas? But I isn't is it, it one of those
1: weird things that was like released not in Christmas? I don't know. It's who like sings are, it?
2: It's like we are the world. It's. it's,
3: it's uh,
1: oh, it's, it's a group it's, song. My
2: i think so it's like boy it's like british right
3: Christmas, yeah. oh,
1: <laughs> na, 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 na. sting can we get how come we don't do group sings like that anymore we had we are the world we had that song
2: And they would be like
1: bring out cindy lopper good good now stevie uh nicks now stevie wonder because okay, quincy jones
2: up. is like I'm never doing this shit again. It's like, <laughs> these people are fucking crazy. Do
1: you know what it's like to organize all these people?
2: Think about this. You have Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Bette Midler, Cindy Lauper, Bruce Springsteen. I mean, these are not bon like- Bon Jovi, yeah. Right. These are not like nobodies. So These they are all not have people that should all
1: be in the same room together. Not at all. Not at all. And they're all fighting for staged screen time. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Some of them know the words, clearly. Some of them do not. Some
1: of them are high.
2: Or as a kite.
1: Some of them just got rolled in, you know, like um, on a stretcher.
2: Yeah, on yeah. a garment bag. Exactly. Just like right
1: into- <laughs> Buffalo Bill style. But
2: I didn't understand. Like, I don't know why it's in my head, because someone was talking about playing Christmas music now, and I was like, that's a terrible idea. But then the song came out, and I'm like... Why is this on a compilation? Like you hear like Johnny Mathis and Nacking Cole and then you have like all these like surly British blokes singing about do they know it's Christmas time? And then what you two's line is like, thank God it's them instead of you. It's like, so you're guilting me at Christmas? Tell me something (laughs) about Christmas. Christmas is built on guilt anyway. And if you're gonna have a song directly attacking me, fuck you. Fuck you, Bono or Bono, or whatever the fuck your name is.
1: It's Bono, but I would I 100% call him Bono. Hey, um, Sonny Bono. You guys, uh, we need the space by Cindy Lauper. Can we get um, Bono over here? <laughs> is it Bono? Bono. Okay. Can you take the glasses <laughs> off? Because we're about to start filming and the reflection is a bit. Okay. You want to keep them on? All right. Okay, Can you imagine being the Wrangler of the We Are The World people?
2: I would thoroughly enjoy this. That would be your gig. There is nothing better than treating them... Like average human beings. Excuse me, uh, Michael. Can you take those glasses off? <laughs> <laughs> Miss Ross, can you uh, can you pull your hair back, please? It's
1: a what bit... are the lyrics to this? I've never. Do they once... know it's Christmas? Bitch, yes. How can we not know it's Christmas? It starts, it starts vomiting Christmas in yeah. September. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. All right, let's break this down okay. for a second. I
2: have it. I have it pulled up. I, as okay, well.
1: I have it. Okay, so. First two lyrics. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. All right.
2: At Christmas time, we let in light and we banish shade.
1: Bullshit. Sh- All right. Who said that? Two of these things table? are totally
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not at our house.
1: Not in Brag Race.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and in our world of plenty, <laughs> we can spread smile of joy, a smile of <laughs> joy. we can we can can spread
2: smile of joy
1: in communist russia we spread smile of joy and you do it too now
2: throw your arms around the world at christmas time okay so far so good we're kind of really sort of you think we're like we're we're kind of like flatlining who was the
1: first guy to write it's christmas time there's no need to be afraid it's christmas there's always reason to be afraid
2: It's Christmas time. There's a man in the house with a knife. No need to be afraid.
1: It's Christmas time. There's a fat guy trying to get into your chimney. No need to be afraid.
2: That's fine. He's eaten. Everything in your fridge. Yes. Okay, next.
1: But say a prayer. Pray for the other ones.
2: At Christmas time, it's hard. But when you're having fun...
1: There's a world outside your window, and it's a world of dread and fear!
2: (laughs) where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of this is go, this is like this is like a six flags ride where you're like oh this is going to be kind of good
1: oh, oh fuck wait. oh i didn't and then yeah. you vomit yeah. uh and the christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom
2: well tonight thank god it's them <laughs> instead of you.
1: Maybe this is more <laughs> apropos of this Christmas than ever. Oh, thank God they're in this shit.
2: And just to state the obvious, and there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas
1: time. <laughs> the greatest gift they'll get this year is life.
2: Because they can't afford anything.
1: No, that's all we got.
2: Where nothing ever gr- nothing ever grows, <laughs> no rain nor nor river flows.
1: Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Do they?
2: Here's to you.
1: Raise a glass for everyone, but you don't have a glass because we just established you got dick.
2: You have got nothing. Mm-mm. You're just lucky to have life today. Yeah. Let alone...
1: So be thankful.
2: Mm-hmm. Spare a thought this yuletide for the deprived.
1: If the table was turned, would you survive?
2: Here's to them.
1: Underneath that burning <laughs> sun!
2: You ain't gotta feel guilt, just selfless.
1: Give a little help to the helpless. Do they They know know it's Christmas Christmas time? time At all? (laughs) Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Pete Davidson.
2: (laughs) And I'm Tyne Daly.
1: And we're coming, what a great pair. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it?
3: Thank you. Thank you. You're good.
2: You're a good audience, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
1: Who was that? I don't know. Oh, that was Elvis? That
2: was Elvis? Didn't
1: sound like him at all. Are you sure? Thank you. Thank you very much. You. That's my I, Elvis. Did you like that? No. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, this week, like all weeks, we are bringing you the advice articles of Anne Landers and Dear Abby. We're, uh... We're going. Thank you very much to them. We say, saying thank you, and we're uh, uh, giving them a peanut butter and banana honey sandwich. And uh, that is a very good Elvis impression. I may not give you Elvis impressions, but every week I will promise to give you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. That's what yes, we do here. Know. So what are you waiting? What are you waiting for? Eh? Hey, follow us on your social media. Why is it a horse? I don't know.
2: I don't know. You sound like Cher's mom. <laughs> <laughs> If Cher had a horse, you'd be it. <laughs> Cher's <is> horse? <laughs> Cher's
1: horse wants you to follow us on are social gonna media. Are we going to go for a ride or what, bro? I don't know. Why Cher's mom? <laughs> Why her mom? <laughs> Sarah, are you ready for school, baby? I want to Okay, I said okay. <laughs> Which is also like an AK 47. <laughs> It's like a bark full of, je- it's
2: like of like, like jiggling jelly beans or
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> and your belly will shake like a bowl of jelly if you follow us on your social medias. That's right, damn artificial on your social medias. Follow us, Insta, Twitter, Face. We have a website. I'm still laughing through all this. Share. Oh, Christ.
2: Share. This is a new Mr. Ed. A horse is a horse. Of course.
1: Of, of course. course.
0: Unless, of course, that horse (laughs) is my horse,
1: Mr. Ed. Unless, of course, that horse has a website, (laughs) DearPodOfficial.com, where you can binge every last episode. Email us, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. That's right. We take your advice questions every week, and we will answer one of them on the air if you email us for your advice, for our advice.
0: Wagon wheel you.
1: One, <laughs> Wait, let me warm up. We have a YouTube page now, so check it out, Dear Pod Official YouTube page. And finally, and most importantly, become a Patreon subscriber, patreon.com slash dear official, where for an extra $3 or $5 a month, you will get extra special tidbits in your inbox. Mainly this week, I think what the gift of the people is going to get is a solid minute of me doing Share's Cher's mother. <laughs>
2: I'd love to be in the room. Share before we have one. We have one last pitch. We're thinking about bringing back Mr. Ed. She said, I'd love to be a horse. No, you would be. You'd be, <laughs> you'd, be you would,
1: the, you'd be the horse.
2: You would be. I'd love to be horses. No, you would be. Was this Elmer? Wilbur? Elmer, no and your, glue. Your mom would your, your mom you'd be, be the glue. Factory. Your mom would be the horse. Well, oh, that sounds great. What do you think about Georgia? I want to talk to my agent. She said we're in. <laughs> we can, or what if you were just like, <laughs> you were at like some event and all of a sudden you're just, Cher was just like, you know, jumping hurdles with her with her horse. Like, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: well, let's do Cher on a horse jumping hurdles. Ready?
2: <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, are you ready?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs>
2: oh my God. Ready? <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> I just <laughs> fucking did that. Okay.
1: Bear with
3: me. Here <laughs> I, I, I what
1: are doing We're so anymore. genius.
2: I don't know. It must have been the coffee. What are
1: we doing anymore? The, what are we doing with our lives? I'll tell we, you what we're what doing. What are we doing today? This week, we're doing a very interesting theme that is going to poke me in all of my delicate, tender, sensitive parts. The theme this week is Neighbors! (laughs) Come on! It writes itself! I I guess it does. I can't say no. We're talking about neighbors, neighborly folks, neighborly wisdom, advice, interactions with our people who live uncomfortably close to us. You know, the people that live across the hall from you, the people that um, are close enough to look in their windows and see them walking around naked.
2: Or just... um Uh, so close that you can actually—you could probably taste what um, the gentleman is tasting while he's eating out his girlfriend, just across my kitchen window.
1: Tell me you're joking.
2: I wish I were kidding. No, no, no. She would understand what uh, lamps are instead of overhead lighting because it'll change your life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know who's getting something for Christmas. Well, he's definitely
2: going to get a, a strongly worded note if he doesn't clean up his frat house or if apartment. He just moved in. He has yet to make his bed. And by just, I mean he's been here for a month. He never makes his bed. His house looks like he has had a frat party. Uh They've done cocaine in the window. He ate out his girlfriend in the window. They have sex all the time. They don't have... They nary a drape, a blind, a a, a knapsack to just block the uh, sun a bit. I see everything. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Other than these ridiculous light bulbs that you have and your boob lights... Who even uses it? Number one, number two, that's just not attractive for anybody. And three, you are far too pasty to be having that type of light bulb shined on on your fucking naked body while you're eating cat and crunch out of her vagina. That's disgusting. This isn't scratch and sniff neighbor game. He's got cocaine.
1: Yes, in the window. I'm like, (laughs) wait, 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 wait. (laughs) He's got cocaine. He,
2: yeah, he's got the... But he's like the... Why don't you
1: start making friends, okay? Well,
2: because I look at him I'm like, you do co-? Like It's like, what? Everybody what? does. He, this person, he can't even fucking th- throw his cans I, away. You
1: would think that he would spend that money on a drink. I've turned One into drape. an old person. <laughs> oh, oh my God, Your please. music's
2: too loud, I, says the person that's blaring burlesque at midnight that's with his different. husband. That's different.
1: That's what people enjoy. You're giving them what they want.
2: Who doesn't want and to listen to that? And he was giving
1: uh, Alicia what she wanted. I don't know apparently.
2: if she wanted it or not, but let me tell you this. I've never understood a respectable girl that walks into a guy's bedroom, sees it unmade, shit all over the floor, and be like, I can't wait to get nailed by this asshole Yeah.
1: Right now. This is husband material Because you right know that here. there's like a
2: peanut butter and jelly sandwich half eaten stuck underneath the pillow. Yeah. Maybe a couple used condoms on the side mm-hmm. of the bed. Mm-hmm. Like the it's sheet a crime is, scene. the sheet if there is a top sheet is a little crusty
1: Ew It's
2: a little nubby jersey sheet from like Target from 15 years hey, ago. Don't
1: you take a swipe at a jersey sheet.
2: I I won't but if you wash it and replace it every now and again.
1: I anyway, but you're just a side but note. For the that's record, my neighbor. You're not looking away.
2: I can't look away because he's literally (laughs) six feet from my window.
1: Is this... Okay, which window are you... Are you like sitting at a kitchen table with some coffee and some watching? It's
2: my kitchen. My kitchen looks into his bedroom, his bathroom, and his living room.
1: Look, once you've watched everything on Netflix, go to the window.
2: Well, and then the homosexual next to him, I can see him getting nailed sometimes too. Oh, nice. But I think he likes it. And then I saw him have sex with someone that I had sex with. I'm like...
0: Oh, no. We're the, but we're
2: not the same.
1: We're not the same. Do you have a type? <laughs> you don't have a type. I mean, maybe he just walked to the wrong apartment. <laughs> He's in the same building. Uh-huh. What do you want? Anyway. I live for this shit. I mean, do you know about the naked hotel?
2: Uh, the, uh,
1: on the High Line.
2: Yeah, the uh, standard.
1: The standard. That's what it is. And I think we may have talked. I don't know if I we think repeated this. Because I, don't I, have know.
2: A, I have a hotel across from me.
1: Oh, that's right. Do you see fun things in that hotel?
2: I see all the wrong fun things.
1: Oh, no. Like what?
2: Like Dan and Roseanne Connor fucking in the window. No,
1: no, no. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Oh, well, you know. Tourists. But you know what? That's, That's where they're, they're coming in from out of town. But these
2: tourists think that it's like one way glass. Like oh, no, they're I on think S- they're doing
1: this shit on purpose. I don't
2: think so. You
1: can't think for a second.
2: They roll out of bed like the old school, like Dunkin' Donuts guy. Time to make the donuts.
3: <laughs> in your face. Comes
2: to the front window, scratches his butt, looks out, scratches his nipples. And I'm like, you don't want to be seen right now, do you? There's no way.
1: Is he naked?
2: Yes, uh. like, no one wants to see this.
1: Oh my God! You don't even have to use binoculars. You live in the best place in the world. It's the greatest city in the world. Oh, I stare out our window. We live in the suburbs. What are you but staring at, the guy? I'm not Alice Kravitz. With... I mean, I just don't, I see guy across the street. What are you talking? It's Gladys, not Alice. <laughs> Maybe I am Alice. I'm Kravitz. not Gladys Kravitz.
2: I'm her sister,
1: Alice. I'm her mother. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: hey, anyone seen my mom? <laughs> I'm right here.
1: I'm in my trailer if you need me. <laughs> Eating all these carrots. Okay, I'm pulling my trailer articles. if you need me. <laughs> all right. Articles. Let's do articles, damn it. All right.
2: Here we go. From the Shreveport Journal, Shreveport, Louisiana. Weasel. February 6, 1970. Dear Abby, now that Alvin is retired, he's at home all day. But that's not my problem. There is a young woman who rents the apartment directly across the hall from us, and her claim to fame is that she is 44, 34, 42. Or something like that. <laughs> anyway, last Sunday when Miss 44 was getting her morning paper, she the wind blew her door shut and locked her out. All she had on was one of those shorty, see-through peekaboo nighties. Well, Miss 44 rang our doorbell, and when poor Alvin opened the door and saw her standing there like, Like that, he was so embarrassed he didn't know what to do, so he yelled for me to get the caretaker while he stood there talking to her. Now, Abby, there are two old maid sisters living in the apartment right next to hers. Why didn't she ring their bell? I get so nervous thinking that this might happen again. I can't sleep at night. What do you suggest? Signed, Alvin's wife.
1: I suggest a new apartment building. Go on.
2: I love the capitalization here. Dear wife, I suggest you forget it. Your locked-out neighbor was probably more embarrassed than Alvin, and it's not likely to happen again. Wrong, bitch.
1: I suggest you get a husband not named Alvin. Start there.
2: Maybe Simon or Theodore. I don't know.
1: That's fine. I hated the chipmunks. Always hated the chipmunks. But that's beside the point. I just
2: didn't understand why their body changed. Like if they were in the tree with the chipmunks, they were smaller, <laughs> but when they're in the house, their actual size. I don't understand like why a say, grown
1: man was like, let's hang out with three chipmunks and no one will look at me sideways. No,
2: it's totally fine. They're just wearing a night shirt.
1: Yeah. Night shirt.
2: With their initial, I don't. I
1: don't. No, none of it None of it tracks, but that's beyond the point. Anyway. She's living with a chipmunk. The guy, uh, 30, what were her measurements again?
2: 44, 34, 42. That's a lot. I don't even know what the fuck that is. That
1: means forty-four boobs, forty-four inches. Just to give you an idea, Mm -hmm. I'm thirty. Okay. (laughs) Thirty.
2: No, 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 I'm not laughing at you. No, I'm I'm laughing laughing near you. you. Yeah, I'm across the table. I'm laughing laughing.
1: towards you. Sure. Directed at you. Okay. Um, Uh, Okay. Uh,
2: I like the fact that he was just like, no, no, no. Honey, go get the caretaker. I'll I'll stand here.
1: Yeah, you you. I'm just gonna talk to uh, Miss. What's your name? I'm gonna
2: talk to Nipples. I mean, uh, Mrs. Uh, what's your name? China
1: from <laughs> WWF. Remember us? Yes.
2: I'm uh, talking to uh, Miss Jugs McGee here. I mean, Juggy. Uh, I mean, Juggy. Uh, I mean uh, Jughead. I mean, uh, Titty Jones.
1: I. Mean, uh, I mean, uh, this is
2: awkward. It would be hotter in here if it were
1: for the holiday Are those season. Those implants oh. in your ass. Oh my god. That's a good, 44-44. How does she walk? It's like remember when they did the Barbie measurements? Yeah. And they were like, if Barbie were a woman, well, first of all, if Barbie were a real woman, what's wrong with your heels? Why are they in permanent high heel?
2: Well, because you're a lady.
1: You're walking on the balls of your feet. And, and your vagina's
3: and they glued said shut. And
1: something about if they were to actually, if a woman like that were to actually exist, she really wouldn't live that long. It would be like a science experiment. Well, because so her, she
2: doesn't have any nipples. She has no vagina, no I vagina, know. no nipples, no
1: ass. But she has like gentle half cracks where all the pieces should be. She's just a... Like a divot.
2: Just like a whisper.
1: Yeah. The amount of times I stared at a Ken doll going like, I don't know. I don't know what everyone's so upset about.
2: I don't know. I wish Ken moved more. That's all. <laughs>
1: But then they came out with the Ken doll that could bend his knees, and I was like, "Now this is no."
2: Why even the knees? as a kid, I now was it's like, just <laughs> like, "He's just blowing the other Ken doll."
1: <laughs> That's why. They
2: what had homo was like, like? No, no, no. Let's have him do bendable knees. That sounds great.
1: Barbie's still wearing heels, but he can bend his knees. That mm-hmm. works. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> let's give him Everybody spiked hair and tool.
2: bendable knees. What the hell, Chuck? <laughs>
1: And it was never easy it was he was arthritic it was you would bend his knees and it sounds like when I bend my knees it's like eh, 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 eh. it's like a crank yes and negligee another time where the the slinky nighty comes into it who's actually hanging around the house in a slip I have a slip what well, is that <laughs> comfortable no I would freeze my ass off. Look at me. I How have 50 drafty layers. How is
2: that apartment building? Then like, whoops.
1: Oopsies. It just, yeah. How is it blowing the door closed? Where do you live? Is it like California where everything opens to the outside?
2: Alvin has a fan blowing in her apartment oh,
1: building. Oh, I don't know. I just happened to put this fan here. I have this industrial-sized fan
2: that I uh, no, launch you look, outside excuse your window. Me,
1: I have to go back to living with this grown adult oh, man. Oh, here's my chipmunks. grandmother.
2: Ugh, I mean, my wife. Alvin.
1: Well, Alvin. <laughs> Man, caretaker. Caretaker. Why did I just say that like Liza? Caretaker. Who's got a caretaker? I had a caretaker once. He took real good care of me. Got all my cocaine. A lovely, man. Lovely. All right. I've got a neighborly article for you. Are you ready for it? Yes. It comes from the Petoskey News Review, Petoskey, Michigan, December 29th, 1965. Neighbor makes big thing of surgery. Dear Ann Lambert... Dear 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 Ann Lambert...
2: Lambert. (laughs) Dear Ann Lambertville...
1: Dear Ann Landers... A neighbor had surgery six weeks ago. It was nothing serious, but she made a big thing of it. This woman's doctor is a family man and well thought of in the community. His car has been parked in front of her house about three times a week ever since the operation. I wonder if this sort of attention is necessary... Most patients go to the doctor's office for post-operative checkups, don't they? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that anything is going on, but I have discussed this with a few friends, and it seems to us that these two are letting themselves in for a lot of unnecessary gossip. Should I talk to my neighbor and tell her she is injuring the doctor's reputation as well? Signed, person who means well. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're a party girl. Mm Mm-hmm. Dear person, I'm all for cutting down on gossip, and I suggest you start with yourself. Mind your own business and get your jollies some other way.
2: Hey, dumbass.
1: I'm all for cutting down on gossip, which is why I made a whole living out of it. So please send me a dish, and then I'm going to talk about your dish. I'm going to give you advice on your dish. Three times a week she gets house visits. What kind of doctor is this? 100% plastic surgery. Yeah. Yes. And he just needs to keep checking up on her to make sure her boobs aren't leaking out the little holes he made. Oh, do you mind if I just suck on it?
2: I just want to see how long... I
1: just want to make sure that the softness is correct and accuracy. Mm -hmm. Are they the same size?
2: Oh, you see, in order to um, calm them down, I need to... Calm
1: them down?
2: (laughs) I need to um, uh, uh, massage them.
1: I gotta calm these boobs down. They're getting out of control. Oh, they're
2: throwing a party behind these nipples. I'll
1: be here three times a week. Here's my business card. All
2: right, I always do these things with my pants off.
1: Oh, how strange, Doctor! But well,
2: do you you always have to masturbate yourself like that? Well, it's not going to do it itself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How do you think I calm this down? (laughs) Oh, do you? Okay, here's a neighbor question, especially because you're in New York. I am. You are, and it's true. I never know. Uh, I've never known what's going on with my neighbors in New York. Mm. I don't. I didn't know a guy died. I thought he was making beef stew. It was what just do you mean? like the smell in the hallway. Oh. You know, I thought when was, someone his dies- His door was always open. Always he was like, open. Wow, he's
2: always at that fucking
1: counter. Oh my God, yeah. He's and he had died dead. in there. And uh, yeah, you just saw like, somebody's making curry. And then like a week later, somebody comes and gets a, a body out of mm-hmm. the, the place. The are like, but where's the,
2: the curry? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, save a little for me, brother. <laughs> I remember going out and seeing the door was open and whoever was there that was cleaning out the apartment. To get a glimpse of somebody else's apartment mm-hmm. that you don't know, that you never talked to, holy shit. Yeah. He was a hoarder. I mean, there's a lot of hoarders in New York, which oh. is terrifying. But he had, like, garment racks, like, from the ceilings. What? Like, it was almost like as if when cleaner? you walked into, it, that's what it looked like. That's exactly what it looked like. So Stop if you were to <laughs> <laughs> shares mom, she's everywhere. And if you walked, like if you, because these hallways were like long and narrow, it was like what you have in your apartment, and mm-hmm. then it opens up. It was as if you were a costume company. You know, so they were like things that were suspended from the ceilings. There's like three layers on either side of just these garment racks. And I was like, I never saw this guy leave the house. So what were you wearing all these clothes to?
2: Or maybe they weren't his. Maybe maybe he was
1: keeping them. Yeah. Maybe he was a costume collection. There you I, go. Don't I don't never know. Never got to... to know him. Didn't care to know him.
2: No. Sometimes when I've gone into my neighbor's apartments, they're like, You want to sit down? I'm like, Where? Where would you <laughs> like me to sit? I'm gonna sit on this thing? I don't know what that is. How
1: many pillows? How many pillows, Gladys? I don't want
2: to. There's no place to sit. They
1: invite you in? Your neighbors invite you in?
2: They're like, oh, you want to look at our place? I'm like, not
1: really. No, why would they do that? Why would you do that? It was
2: an older couple.
1: What, did they just want judgment from you?
2: No, they wanted to befriend us, I guess.
1: Oh, no. Don't do that. That was a one and done. Yeah. Yeah. Then they knew, though, because she was like, we opened our apartment up to that guy. He came in, took one look at it, and now he's never come back ever again. You're correct. David. Yeah. We need to clean this. Yes. We need to fix this. Yeah,
2: no, but they don't. You Ugh. can always tell a hoarder from their windows,
1: because you can't see through them. Correct. Yeah. There's
2: always shit in their windows. Oh, and but like a ton of shit.
1: A ton. There's a hoarder that's not far from my family, my <laughs> mm-hmm. hometown hoarder. It is terrifying. I'm gonna take a picture of it next time I go back because I'm Please going do. back. Uh, yeah. So whatever has happened, like what's wild? To- hoarding is wild to me. That's all. This it's is just wild. dangerous.
2: It's also like f- highly flammable. How
1: do you know where everything is? And he he has like a three-family home. So there's like three levels to this home. He's filled up the home, and it's all on the front lawn now. And then it's spilling over down into the sidewalk. And then it became like a hazard. So the the town got involved. And like he cleaned up the front yard a little bit, and now it's all back. But now he's taken a huge blue tarp and and basically created a perimeter for the front of the house, oh so God. everything is hidden it, is, behind I the blue this, tarp.
2: I this I can't watch orders because num, they never clean it to the point like uh, they, The house should just be removed. It should be
1: burned. Like, like right. if the if the floors are soft,
2: if because the floors are soft and covered in manure or human feces or whatever. Do
1: you know that that's what happened to my friend?
2: I don't want that house.
1: This be- they were in an apartment in Weehawken, and they had a roommate. A couple that I know had a roommate, this extra room, and she was weird. And always her door was closed. There was always like a funky smell. And then eventually she just left. She like ghosted. And then they go in to clean out her room, and they were like, "What's all the newspaper all over the floor? Why is there newspaper with move the newspaper turds? Human." And they said they had to get like hazmat suits on to clean this stuff up, and that the floor was soft afterwards. Burn the apartment, burn the people. Maybe that's what the Salem witch trials were really about (laughs) hoarders who poop on the floor.
3: I've been in this building since 1994. Um, and I think they came onto the scene about eight or nine years ago. Patty is, Patty is an amazing neighbor. Uh, I love rounding a corner, and there he is, just sort of standing there. Hello, well, hello. And, you know, and you just there's just sort of an instant. I want to smile when I see him because he's just so nonplussed by everything. And and yet so focused and smart and always you know there always is going to make you laugh with just how dry and droll he is um, and knowing uh, so as whenever I see him sometimes I just stop in my tracks without the two of us even saying a word because I know I'm about to laugh my face off because of something he's going to say or do when we see each other that we're like oh God who did you see in the elevator today. And what did she say? And please tell me she finally cut her toenails because I cannot stand to look at those things anymore. You know, I mean, just random building ephemera that, uh, that we share. Hey there, this is Broadway's John Bolton. I live in Swingin' Hell's Kitchen, and you're listening to my neighbor, Patrick O'Brien, on Deer Pod.
2: This is from the Los Angeles Times, Los Angeles, California, November 6, 1970. Dear Ab, <clears throat> Dear Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Get your share out. Dear Abby. I have a- uh, dear Abby, I have a neighbor, a very beautiful woman who is a college graduate, very refined, and has a reputation of being a perfect lady. I know for a fact that she is a downright cheat. Ooh. One night last week I couldn't sleep, so I sat at the window, and at midnight I saw this woman come home. Fifteen minutes later, she admitted a strange man into her home through the garage. He stayed exactly one hour and fifty minutes. Oh. I know for certain that her husband was out of town that night. I told my husband about it, and I said I thought her husband should be told that kind of woman he is married to. My husband said I should mind my own business. I'd like your opinion. Signed A Neighbor. Dear neighbor, I think you wasted a six cent stamp. Your husband's advice was a okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. You didn't need me anyway. Oh, no. Then what I would do is I wouldn't, in, I would not interfere at all. I'd just watch with popcorn.
2: It is nobody's fucking, like, first of all.
1: Bullshit. If you lived in the suburbs and if you are entertaining the idea of purchasing a home and you're all like, you there's neighbors around, you're going to want to watch the neighbors from your window. That's
2: two, she spent two hours watching nothing.
1: Yeah. And?
3: <laughs> she <laughs> I could see have anything. Like, done anything else. Oh yeah,
1: you could have done anything else, but did you want to?
3: Uh,
1: how much Great British baking have you? How many how many baking shows have you watched?
2: That's different. Yeah, that's entertainment. Is I'm it? watching a stranger. It's not like she's watching them. Fuck. No, she's, she's just watched, watching them go in the house. She's and watching come out. an inanimate house.
1: Yeah, Rear right. Window style. R-
2: but nothing's happening. Like she's in the movie Out. Yeah. But nothing's happening. No. She's like, I'd like to tell you something about your wife. What is it? I saw her come home. Yeah. And then someone came in. Yeah. And then he left. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's all, all I got. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, that's her brother, Steve. Okay. Damn. And you are a meddling bitch.
1: And that's bad. Why?
2: I'll be over here then. Thank you very much. You're lucky. Don't eat the plate of cookies.
1: We have a we have a Gladys Kravitz. It's is Gladys, it right? Not Alice.
2: There's no Alice. There's
1: no Kravitz. Alice Kravitz that you know of.
2: There's Lenny Kravitz.
1: <laughs> we have a Lenny Kravitz in the neighborhood.
2: <laughs> Where and, is he?
1: Shirtless. <laughs>
2: I'll be right there. <laughs>
1: great if you had a Lenny Kravitz in the neighborhood Hi, and he meddled I just, meddled. Um,
2: I, just uh, I just made this for you
1: oh my god is it a song Lenny oh uh,
2: yeah. yeah god it's hot in here isn't it? you should take your shirt off
1: if Lenny Kravitz moved to the neighborhood I would I would bake him a pie
2: I would be at the gym every fucking day like, <laughs> hey
1: that's I'm when I uh, put in an in-ground trampoline <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I say in-ground because it's classier yeah sure. just to like dig it in
2: oh yeah and just like, hey, I just thought of you today. Um, so and then he's some... like,
1: and then you give it to him, and he's like, no, no, no way! I've got to get away. Uh, oh yeah,
2: something like that. Yeah, just
1: an impromptu Lenny Kravitz concert mm-hmm. in your yard.
2: You're Like your hair looks amazing. I not I'd like to I can't invite you to you're a in a your fifties because you look like you're about twenty six. Is he really? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm like. I'm hard as a rock. You're hard as a rock. I mean, your body is hard. I mean, it's very, it's uh, It's hard solid. for me not to it's, touch your, yeah. your t- oh my God, you know what? I just ejaculated. What? Want to touch my um, ribs? I mean just, I ribs, like a, a barbecue ribs. I lost ribs. my calculator. I
1: just, <laughs> just want to go down oh on you. God, down yeah. the street, oh down <laughs> by the street with <laughs> oh you. God. It's a lovely. I love
2: the taste of bleach. Yeah. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> choke me out. I mean, a choke, cho- I choke, choke. spit <laughs>
2: my mouth. What? It's fine. Hold my hand. It's fine. It's I don't care. I don't care. I do Please anything. drive
1: like your kids yeah. live here. Yeah, I okay. don't care. Whatever you want. Whatever. Did you make that sign on the rolling casters? Lovely. Mm. Lovely. I, I just hang out in your anyway. basement all the time.
2: Anyway, can I look your armpit?
1: Oh, ew. <laughs> I don't know why that set me yeah. off. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, now I'm, I'm a sorry. lady. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm shy. Here we go. All right. I got one more article for you from the Daily Advisor, Lafayette, Louisiana. Right. November 22nd, 1974. Ooh, we're coming up on that very date. Well, not the 1970s. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Neighbors react drastically! Dear Ann Landers, you have printed several letters over the year about inconsiderate neighbors who might be deaf because they don't seem to hear their dog barking all night. What? Huh? I had the same problem and finally solved it. Maybe you'd like to pass the word on to others who were similarly plagued. Last week, my wife and I were up till 3 a.m. because of our neighbor's barking dog. It was driving us out of our minds. We got out of bed, drove our car to the garage, and parked in the driveway between the house and our neighbors. We took turns leaning on the horn for 15 minutes straight. The neighbors came out and yelled, Are you crazy? I yelled back, Your dog makes just as much noise every darn night. With that, they whistled for the mutt. He came running, and we haven't had any trouble since. Peace, it's beautiful. Dear peace, you're lucky the other neighbors didn't call the police. Ian!
2: Yeah, or bring a gun out.
1: Well, this is 100% something that I would do. Aggressive, passive, aggressive.
2: That's pretty aggressive, passive, aggressive.
1: I mean, I've, I don't want to repeat myself on this podcast, God forbid. What? That but for never those happens. who have never heard it, I've told you the story about the neighbors next door who chronically honked, right? In Maplewood? And that I scared the shit out of them?
2: I don't think so.
1: (laughs) In the last place that we lived, our neighbors have no sense of them honking their horn multiple times for their son, starting at six, seven in the morning. They would drive him to to, to, to get him out of the house to go to school or something. And I'm talking early, like six or seven in the morning, because I don't know what the hell they all did. They were all hours of the night shit was going on and for some reason their doorbell was attached to our doorbell (laughs) so if somebody rang the doorbell it would ring in our house and three in the morning two three in the morning they would have people coming in and out of there some shit was going on in this house
2: so then you would get up at that time
1: it would vault you from sleep and then you realized it was like a party line but (laughs) to our doorbell a really shitty party
2: and how long did it take you to figure that out
1: uh, I not too long and then everything was clipped. Every 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 everything. You come to our house, knock on the door, goddamn it, because the bell isn't working. Everybody can fuck off.
2: Uh if, when you get to my house, just throw a rock at the window.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I would Mom's rather here! mother threw a brick again. I would rather have you do that than this. But their their car was in the driveway. The driveway was right under our bedroom window. Oh. six, seven in the morning, honking for the sun. Honking. I have a real issue with honking. And this comes from where I was raised and how I grew up, where if you go and you go to pick somebody up, you get out of the car, you knock on the door. Like you never honked for anybody like to come out and their shitty Toyota Corolla with their dented, weird, like horn. And they'd be laying on that thing six in the morning and it sounded like it was in the bed with us drove me up a wall. I would write letters to them anonymously sure. and put it in their door saying, please understand, stop honking in the morning. You're in a residential area. Let me show you how neighborly shit works. <laughs> Passive aggressively. Mm-hmm. But I'm still writing anonymous letters, multiple letters dropping in their uh their door. And uh I mean these people were also warped. They had, they had a you know when, when your fire alarm is low on a battery and it just goes, Beep. Yes. Beep. And you have to find it and you have to change Ba-da-da. it. Ba-da-da. <laughs> Ba-da-da. Ba-da-da-da. Queen is here? <laughs> hey Queen is like, Ba-da. You gotta change your fire alarm. <laughs> Why are they reggae all of a sudden? I don't know. I don't know. I've got two accents now. Oh, that's pretty good. I know. And they did Ba-da-da. not change that thing, Sorry. that sound. They did not change it for weeks weeks we could hear it from inside our house just every every two minutes Ah.
2: Ah. how do you not like lose your mind
1: you're in the house with it why aren't you fixing it i don't understand these people so they didn't have a problem clearly they were all deaf huh and honking 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 and i had had it one day it was the day before The day of like a huge blizzard was about to hit. We hauled ass. It was right after Christmas to get back home. I was running on two hours of sleep because I ended up driving through the night so that we could avoid this blizzard, finally get in bed, exhausted, six in the morning. I pull the covers up. I'm just settling off to sleep. Laying on their horn for the sun to come out of the house. Young Jules said, I levitated out of the bed. I think I actually went down the stairs horizontally, like I was, went, eh, like I was, you know, Harrison Ford in that when they were transporting him and he was stuck in that thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. I get out there. I don't know how my body got from point A to point B. And they're like honking and looking at their house so they don't notice that a very angry ginger with pink cat pajamas on. Is to the left of their car. Oh Jesus! And I went bang, ga 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 ga, and I banged on their the door of their car so hard. I'm surprised I didn't crack it, and it scared the ever living shit out of them. And I was like, you see, you see, how that makes you feel. <laughs> and then she she rolled. Uh, I went like this. Berms. I did the roll down the window motion. Right. Because I like could. It was a Toyota Corolla. You're, you're sure? gonna have a classic roll yeah. down the window. And I was like, will you please stop parking your heart? <laughs> You are right underneath our bedroom. You do it every morning. And it's too loud. Please stop. For the love of God, stop. That much intensity. I don't know what was said after that. I levitated back up to bed. I got back in, pulled the covers over me, I turned to Jules, and I said, Merry fucking Christmas!
0: Living next door to Aaron McGuire is kind of like living next door to a tornado. It sort of blows through your property once in a while, and and everything's up in the air, but, you know, it goes away for a bit, and then it comes back even stronger. Well, for quite a while, I lived out here with uh, no neighbors that I knew from the city, but being a person that's lived in the city for a while, living in the suburbs can be a bit daunting at first because, number one, all of your neighbors seem to know your business and always report on that business to each other. So, for example, my neighbor said one day, uh, I haven't seen you since your Uber came yesterday at 7 a.m. to pick you up. So my mother said, that's a good thing. It means that your neighbors are watching out for you. But it never sat right with me. And I thought I maybe maybe a bit crazy until Erin McGuire moved in. And not only does she agree with me, but she doesn't put up with that shit. I'll tell you that for nothing. She's constantly looking over, and there they are, watching her, seeing what she's doing, and if she doesn't like it, she lets them know with a flick of her arm or a a, a sour look because uh, she does not like to be uh, held accountable to by the neighbors. Hi, my name is John Stefanik of West Orange, New Jersey, and you're listening to my neighbor Aaron McGuire on Pod. Now may I have my hedge clippers back?
1: Do something else, shall we? Sure. <gasps> it's time for oh. <laughs> it's Instagram the crib. You, didn't know, we're you didn't, didn't know what was coming next. I didn't know what I was going, going to me. say. Like, it's a really poop poop It's the oh, 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 I just burped. No, I no, am so no, sorry. Shit my mouth. Alright, so we got one Instagram mail question this week So you, dear listeners, if you would like your advice question Answered by two unqualified jacasses on the air Please email us, dearpod at gmail.com Or slide into our DMs Kiss my ass! Oh, at dearpod wow No, that's Tourette's not boarding Wendy Houston? What are you doing writing to me? That was my for a while Was it really? Kiss my ass! And it
2: scared me so much because anytime someone (laughs) would call me a very upset Whitney Houston would literally talk about. Oh my god, I can't think of a better dead. way to
1: honor her memory uh, than yeah. to have that ringtone. The tone. voice
2: of a generation just to be denigrated to
1: <laughs> Kiss my ass! The voicemail of a
2: generation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I believe the children are a Kiss my Kiss ass! ass! <laughs> All right. And my ringtone is. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Puking dog, puking dog. Pick up the phone real fast. Yep. It'll make you do it. One ring. All right. Hit me.
2: All right. Dear Pod, I'm a 41-year-old single woman with a good job, except for one thing. My coworkers are constantly asking me about my love life, asking me if I've ever been on any dates, tried any sites or apps, and offering unsolicited suggestions about what they think I'm doing, quote-unquote, wrong, and why I'm still single. Can I tell them to butt out in a way that doesn't end in a trip to HR? Signed, who asked you? Mm. I mean, I don't know if you can do that anymore.
1: I don't think you're in an office anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Dear Who, asking
2: personal questions about your dating habits is a surefire way to get fired. It's a slippery slope these days. I once had a reader accost me at a table at the pump room and wanted to know if I rode side saddle or enjoyed just missionary. After I gulped down the rest of my martini, I introduced him to... My dear reader, Sister Robert Mary, who is joining me for dinner to discuss the orphanage she was building. You can't ask these personal questions anymore, and quite frankly, you shouldn't. It's rude, it's uncouth, and it's going to bite you in the keister. If you ask the wrong person the wrong question, simply turn to the human inquirer and say, I don't think you can ask me that, and then point to the HR handbook. That'll shut them down faster than one of those COVID meth galas in Hell's Kitchen. Another thing you can do is answer their question with Your own personal question. What's more irritating than laughing at someone when they're angry? Asking a question after they've asked you a question. Do you want sushi tonight? Do you want sushi tonight? Do that enough times, and not only will they never ask you another question, they just might change jobs.
1: Abby. Passive-aggressive. (laughs) Aggressive-passive-aggressive. I'm
2: aggressively-passively-aggressive-aggressive.
1: What did you say? You heard me.
2: What did you say?
1: What did you say?
2: I cannot stand people that ask questions after questions.
1: Uh... Yeah.
2: Are you hungry? Are you hungry? I don't. My mom does that to me every time I go home.
1: I need choice. It's like, I don't want to make a decision for myself. W-
2: mom, where do you want to go for dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go for dinner?
1: <gasps> oh, I do do that, though. I am guilty I'm of like, that. I'm like, I don't
2: know what's around here. Oh, what's around here? It's I, mostly I somebody
1: agree. who doesn't want to make the choice. I am always the decision maker of a food thing. Mm. And that that's where Jules really needs to pick up the slack. It's I always...
2: default to bland.
1: Oh, yeah. We are, you were
2: raised Irish, right? Well, that, and I'm just... Calorie conscious now. I'm like if it's
1: calorie conscious. Look you at shut your the- fucking dirty mouth.
2: <laughs> you have a bowl full of what Halloween I candy. I like- you shut your mouth.
1: What I like Don't. is that you're like I can't have a full size Snickers. I'm just gonna have seven mini shut ones up. You and shut pretend your, it's you not shut a full size. You shut it. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth and pass me. I will Skittles. slap
2: you so fast you're gonna have a facelift, bitch. Look,
1: ooh, <gasps> cheap way to do it. Aaron, you look great. Patty beat the shit out of me. Doesn't it look good? <laughs> I told him to give me extra on the cheeks just for a filler. He
2: wore his dad's ring.
1: <laughs> All <laughs> right.
2: Cheekbones, you know. Here's
1: what Ann has to say. We'll Let's say it. do it! Do it! Let me get a full size Snickers first. Shut up. Dear Who? Where the hell do you work? Buzzfeed? Why do your co-workers need the hot goss on who's zooming who or who's zooming you or who's zooming on Zoom? What? One can only assume. Oh, if you work it. in an office, that these folks haven't been around live people for the better part of two years. Their re-entry to casual conversation is bumpier than Adam Levine's face. Uh-oh. Odds are they're just trying to connect with you, and the only fact that they have for a Convo launchpad is that you're single. So the next time they ask, give them alternatives. Hey, Kyle, thanks for asking if I've tried Hinge, but I'd really rather talk about my vintage Tamagotchi. Wow, (laughs) Janie. Wow, Janie. Wow, Jeannie. You know a matchmaker? Do you know I once drank with Corey Feldman? Oh, God. Hi, Frank. No, I don't want to see pictures of your single cousin. Instead, I'd like to show you some fisting videos that I enjoy. Oh, God. By shifting the conversation gently away from your love life and onto things you enjoy, you not only avoid the topic of your love life, you share some fun facts about yourself, especially the fisting part. People love to know your hobbies. This is a wonderful, passive-aggressive, passive way to tell people to get bent with a smile. And hopefully, it will help you avoid an uncomfortable trip to human resources to explain why you donkey-punched Jill from accounting. <laughs> Good luck, you single son of a bitch, and happy friend-making.
2: Well, the funny thing about the, those donkey
1: questions...
2: Donkey-punching? <laughs> <laughs> donkey-punched me once, shame on me. Um, is when you're closeted... And people ask you those questions. And it's just like, well, how come we aren't dating anybody? And you're like, oh, I just haven't found the right person. Because they don't person. have a 12-inch dick. Oh, right.
1: wait. No, did I say the quiet what, part loud?
2: What, what? Who's wait, was, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. No, I said no. No, I, no, no. That's no, not no, what I meant. No, <laughs> no, what I meant was. Well, who
1: was doing this? It was when you were in high school, college?
2: My, uh, I think it was my first job. How come you don't date anybody?
1: <gasps> Ew! What a weird thing to say to somebody. Do you understand now? Like when people say this stupid shit to us, I always think, would I say that to somebody else? Well,
2: I told no. you that once we were at a bar once and there's some girl I don't really know very well. And she was like, you have such pretty hair. I'm like, thanks. And it was like really curly or whatever. I, I've told the story before. And she's like, do you like that? I'm like, no, oh, that's fine. She's like, do you like it when people touch your hair? I'm like, mm, not really. And she's like, do you like it when guys touch your hair?
1: Oh, that's like, right, like, and I'm she like, outed oh. you. I'm
2: like, I see where this is going. I'm like,
1: ew! Why I, would you? Why do you care, bitch? It's why? Like, really,
2: the funny thing is, like, it's talk about entrapment. It's like you're like, oh, this is kind of looks. Like, this is a stupid, stupid drunk girl conversation. And then I'm like, oh, I know what you're doing.
1: I know what you're getting at. Oh,
2: I get it. You are you're fucking with me right now. Ew! Uh, fucking inquirer reporter. I'm like, okay, why don't you get your fucking filthy hands yeah. out of my clean hair? Okay, this is expensive shampoo. I spend a lot of money on my teeth because and I'm, I'm wasting it on you.
0: Now get
3: your
2: fucking hands out of my hair.
1: You Oh my god, why did you make eye contact with me? Because what? you're the only one in the room! Oh my god! God I miss Jules.
3: It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always
2: wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's
1: make the most we of this. We have a lot of punching candles in this house. Since we're together, my Jules we keeps might putting well them out. I'm like, well, all these days we're going to light could these you things. Be mine? Could you God, be mine? We're just going to keep on rolling them out. It's time to roll. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. choked my whole throat. Please All please right.
0: All right. All
1: right. I'm going to go into it. Are we ready? No. We're always ready. You know what I'm ready for? No. Day drinking. Ooh. I think it's time for a special cup. We're driving down the street and avoiding that weird sign that that says please drive slowly. Children are playing on this street with this terrifying sign. It's a really (laughs) scary sign. It's a terrifying sign, it is. Sorry I
2: scraped your kid off from my bumper, but I needed to get to Eric.
1: My bad. But you know what's not your bad? This week's specialty cocktail, which is... Shake it, shake it, get it. I'll wait. I can wait. I'll, wait. I'll wait for it. And I'm holding. Holding. And morning neighbor. That's right. That's the name of this week's specialty cocktail. The morning neighbor. Morning neighbor. It's a beautiful morning. The birds are singing. The coffee is brewing. And James Charles Ferris is at your front door because he needs to borrow a cup of sugar. bitch. All right, for this you will need one and a half ounces Bombay Sapphire Gin. Mm. I think we're gonna like this one. Three quarters of an ounce of fresh lemon juice, three quarters of an ounce Quintryl, and one teaspoon, get ready for this, of light marmalade. Mm.
3: Real light, light oh. marmalade!
1: That's right, we have Women a little- background marmalade? Marmalade in here, baby. For this, you want to shake all ingredients with ice and strain into a chilled martini glass. And you garnish, get ready for this. You ready for the garnish? Yes. A slice of toast. Oh. Yep. <laughs> We've got a bread garnish well, I today. I thought is having a stroke. Well, but... this is, he's, he's adding an element of carb that's going to terrify the crap out of the two of us. That's of surprising. all the people to serve to toast. All right, here are your tasting notes. The O'Miras, the Coswell's, the Pinelli's. Lorraine, the leaf blower guy. Dennis, I still don't know their names. And Soft Marie. These are the people who make up a community. These are the parents of kids who jump on a backyard trampoline 24 hours a day. These are your neighbors. And it's time to celebrate them. So whip up a delicious breakfast quiche and invite them over for a relaxing morning brunch. Seal the deal with a little morning treat aptly named. aptly named. Morning, neighbor! Morning, neighbor! Also known as the breakfast martini, this delicious brunchy libation was created at the Lanesborough Hotel in London, where all things are magical when marmalade is involved. This drink is also a reminder that for generations, the culinary creativity of the British left a lot to be desired. Don't believe me? They garnished this drink with a slice of toast! A slice of toast! Chin, chin. Toast. Tis the morning, neighbor. Morning, neighbor. <laughs> I gotta say, when I do have the occasional gluten-free piece of toast with breakfast, I always use marmalade. Mm-hmm. Creole lady marmalade. Oh, what is your favorite spread?
2: Uh, it's this peach jam.
1: Ooh, that's my jam
2: From Georgia That my boss gets
1: <gasps> Am I going to get The weird Georgia peaches again? Oh My god <laughs> That's
2: kind of K. It's a
1: real piece of toast Do that's you have to real... dip it In something? Is there a reason For the
0: Is Does there it a soak for up The, the alcohol?
1: I don't know I need more stories Behind We need season. more
2: stories Neighbor
1: oh, Neighbor We want more toast Cheers Cheers Here we go
2: Ooh, oh. The smell of the toast Next to the alcohol
1: How does that make you feel? Oh, what in the name of all oh, that's good This kicked me in the back of the throat It's strong
2: Ooh, Wait,
1: Let me eat the that's toast That's so one I
2: can... more liquor picker ah! Do you remember that cold no, cock one from of the SNL
1: funniest cold, sketches. Cock. cold cock Cold cock Oh damn baby You one more liquor picker I'm eating the toast with it To absorb
2: is that Ellen Cleghorn?
1: I loved oh. Ellen Cleghorn. I did too. Underappreciated. This is so, You guys, this is so strong. Uh, let me just explain to what's happening. The gin, This. it's, you know what? I think I like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what? I don't think it, oh, no, I really I like really
1: this. Like, this is so bad. I love it. <laughs> It's Your house tight. is so
2: fucking ugly, I love it here.
1: Oh my God, you don't tell me what to Your do. kid is so fucking disgusting, I love him. If you finish this, top to bottom, you will definitely get in a bar fight. She's strong, she punches Uh-oh. you in the back of the throat, she's also tart at the same time. Yeah. I don't know where the hell the marmalade this is. This like the is. little
2: Kim of drinks.
1: Oh, yeah, like rough and tumble. She's rough around the edges, but... She leaves an impact. Where are my soul sisters? Get it on soul sisters. This is a little Kim of drinks. What you're saying is that without this drink, there would be no Cardi B.
2: That's correct.
1: Uh Keep going back. Keep going back for more. Oh, she taught as shit. You know what? She's a bit of lighter fluid, but I'll take it. Eat your toast. (sighs) Eat your checkers. Mm. Yep. That's for all the ASMR folks back at home who are now turning us off.
3: This episode of DeerPod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.